welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother Dusty in person in my house here for Christmas break. What's the haps, Dust? What's up, dude? This is so exciting. I love being able to record with you because we actually get to look at each other and we're playing off of each other, and also get to go watch movies together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also the fun part. We went and watched Jumanji together, or Jumanji Two, the next level, and it was rather fun. Um, getting with the families, getting together, and just all over the, the the season coming into town. We come here for like two weeks and get to see a lot of people. But uh, yeah, how how is how is your your Christmas break going now that the kids are going to be coming home and you're going to be like, oh no, the kids are here. Oh yeah, man, go back to school. <laughs> That's exactly the feeling. I mean, just uh, just two weeks ago or whatever, they had two weeks. I'm oh, sorry, one full week off for Thanksgiving. So it was the same kind of thing. You know, it's just it's tough to get work done with them at home. The good thing is now though is that they play a ton of video games just watch video so i do get like uh, a a time frame of like one or two hours where they don't come bug me at all then i gotta make them lunch and then i get two or three more hours and then i gotta make them dinner you know but but really it's great having them home uh and it's good that it happens occasionally yeah (laughs) occasionally Mm -hmm. awesome now when i was watching this movie with you i was just thinking of the first jumanji and then the second jumanji now this is the third one I really enjoyed this. What did you think? I totally enjoyed it as well. I was happy, went to go see it. Last time we talked, um, you, you had made a little prediction that I might say that oh, it was a lot of the same old, same old, boring stuff, too much repeats. And, you know, I, I, I thought that might be the case. And watching it, yes, a lot of stuff did repeat. They get stuck in a game, they go back, and it's a jungle setting and stuff. Same character, same actors and stuff, um, with the same overall goal of taking this pendant or this gem and doing something with it. You know, uh, but really, it, even though it did repeat a lot of the same stuff, they added so many new, more fun elements, new characters, both in the real world and in the Jumanji world, new settings as well, that even though it was repeating a lot of the same tropes, they added so much new stuff. I found myself really enjoying it. I love the idea of the ne- like another level. Like games have multiple levels, and when you go back in, it's going to change. The it would be so fantastic if this actually were true. The only downside is you would not want to die. Like if it was you got you had three lives, you went through all three lives, and if you die the third one, you got kicked out of the game. You know that would be really really because then it's like it's real, but at the same time you're not like detrimental to your life if you died. But um, it's really cool to see. You know, I kind of put myself in the position of being in the game and actually feeling like it's normal, not not just normal, but like real, where you're walking around, you're feeling things, you're jumping, you're doing stuff, but you could do things that are astronomically different than what you normally could do, you know, things like that. I thought that would be super fun. Now, going from one, two, and three, big, easy um, question to ask, but harder to answer, which one out of all three would you say is your favorite? Oh... You know, I don't know how well the very first one holds up. I haven't seen it maybe 20 years or something. Just as of right now, I think the second one, the first time we're introduced to these four characters, Ruby Roundhouse, Dr. Bravestone and all, the last movie, 2017, that would be my favorite of the three. What about you? So I watched, after watching Jumanji, the two, the second one, um, after it came out, watched it, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm like, man, I want to go back and watch Jumanji again. And... 
anything with just about anything with Robin Williams is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He is brilliant. The acting was great. I watched it. Um, I watched it with my kids too. They were scared, you know, watching through through because it's it's a pretty intense movie. Um, but if as I watched it, I thought part one was great. Part two was great. Part three, this one is great as well. I, I really enjoyed all three. If I were to pick one to watch over again, it might be the second one as well. Just because it's, the first one was really, really good. Like, I, it stacks up there. But in my mind, I like the number two the best, which is the one in 2017. Then I would have to say this one. And then the last would be the first Jumanji. But I would say I really like the first Jumanji because I, I remember when it first came out, it was so creative, so everything. But here's what's interesting. This next one, like, you know, they're going to make a um, fourth one. um, And it seems like it's going to be now more so like where the first one left off, where the game comes into life as opposed to you going into the game. So what what are your thoughts? I'm looking forward to it for sure. And that is that looks like at least what's going to happen with the ostriches running through the streets at the end. And did you see or did you realize um, B.B. Newworth was the one who played Nora, the cafe owner at the end, right? Do you remember her role from the first movie? I do. She was the the mom. Not well. Yeah, not the mom. The godmother. Oh, godmother. And, yeah, the parents died. That's oh, you. Now that you just mentioned that, I didn't. I was like, she looks familiar. What do I know her from? Yeah. But absolutely, that is so. Wow, I'm glad you brought that up because I did not put put piece that together yeah. until you just said that. That is super cool. Yep. So that's going to be some kind of connective tissue from the very first one through to the fourth one, BB Newworth. And that made me think maybe they'll bring Dag back in or even Kristen or Kirsten Dunst or, you know, some other actors. Now, the interesting thing is the first one ended with Alan Parrish coming back, you know, finishing the game, getting back into his own time. So, you know, uh, Kirsten Dunst and her brother, their parents didn't die. They never played Jumanji. But that doesn't mean they can't at least bring those characters back and have them re-experience or get into this world again with us. Which So, they, like, BB, like, BB North, like I said, Nora was the godmother. She went through all this stuff, but now she's just Nora working at a at a at a coffee shop and she uh she she uh succumbs to eddie's uh smoldering gaze at the end <laughs> I uh, that. that was fantastic yeah it was and a little bit of how the game like you go into the game you bring your personality in the game in jumanji um but you can come out and you take a little bit of that character with you mm-hmm. i think oh that's pretty that's pretty fun i like that now it it is a sad thing that Robin Williams is no longer with us. He would be fantastic. Yes. I think I would love to see him being like the older. Um, uh, what was that character? Alan Parrish. Alan Parrish. Yeah, being the older Alan Parrish, um, having gone through it, I, that would just that would be phenomenal if we got to have that. But oh well, you know he's gone now. Um, so that is really cool. I I think the writers have done a really good job with part two and part three now and making it it feel like. It's still a continuation from the first, very, very first one, but it's a different kind of nuance. I wonder what happened to the actual Jumanji board game. What do you think happened to that? Well, I, I, I think they showed it at the beginning of the second one. At the end of the first movie, they threw it out in the lake or in a river. It went out to the ocean. And then you would imagine that it went to like some tropical island or something. That's what it looked like to the end of the first movie. But at the end of the second or at the beginning of the second movie, somebody just found it on the beach and took it home and it turned into a video game. So that's just it's the same Jumanji board game from the first movie morphed into a video game. So we just we're just seem to accept that yeah. they turned it into. Yeah. <laughs> somebody crazy thought, let's now. No, no, no. They didn't turn it. It, it created a game itself. Oh, Jumanji did itself. Yeah, yeah. So the kid, Alex, uh, he had the the board game in his room and was just ignoring it. 
And then Jumanji was probably feeling a little depressed and lonely, you know? And it, it realized that Alex was on his on his video games all day back in 1996 playing the Nintendo. So it said, hey, I'll just turn myself into a game and now I'll get played with. Mm. That's what the, so Jumanji, I guess, has a mind of its own. It, it wants sure to be played. It does want to be mm-hmm. played. I love it. So if you had to go into the game, the new Jumanji, where you go actually and be a character in the game, which character would you pick? Ha! Ruby Roundhouse. Ruby Roundhouse? Yeah, you know, every time I've always played Street Fighter or any martial arts game, I always choose the female. (laughs) Yes, I do. I always choose the sexy female, so I would be Ruby Roundhouse. Ruby Roundhouse. 100%. I love uh, what Jack Black's character, I gotta look up, what was his name? Dr. Oberon. I think you, I love how he, the uh, fridge is questioning. How is this a character in the game? Like you read maps, but oh well, like, like that's that's the only thing that I could do is navigate and read maps. I mean, there should be, but that what makes the that's what makes the game fun in a sense where um, you actually have to you have really bad weaknesses. Like <laughs> you eat cake and you explode. You know uh, uh, that was the other. Um, uh, Kevin Hart's character, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Cake's my weakness. Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. Um, so I really like the, if I were to pick one, it would absolutely, I'm I'm more of like the, um, actually, a friend of mine asked me a question. So if you were playing any of these first person shooter games, like Call of Duty or something like that, what type of character do you play? Is it like the sniper? Is it like this, the, the, the. Commando is it like like the the fighter pilot or what what's your, what's the type of person? And my answer is I want to be the sniper. Like I know that they, I'm like I just love the thought of just sitting there waiting and then boom being able to shoot them because they can't see me and I can shoot them. But I know and I've done this. I'm so impatient that I'm like let's just get in there. Like I'm a ready fire aim type of guy. Yeah, yeah. And so when I do become a sniper, I just sit there and I wait. But it's like. Oh, uh, let's go now. <laughs> so I'm definitely the type like Ed, um, Eddie or um, the Rocks character, um, Doctor Bravestone. Bravestone, that's what it is. I'm I'm more I'm definitely more like that. So if I were to pick one, it would be Doctor Bravestone. Yep, yep, definitely. And it doesn't hurt to be a character that's just ultra buff and has zero weaknesses, all attributes except for Switchblade. I guess in this one, he had to have a weakness. You know, he definitely mm-hmm. did have a weakness. Switchblade. Yep. <laughs> I love like every I played. Plenty of um, uh, first-person first shooters, but also the RPC or RPG role-player games. Like I played plenty of those, and usually I try to go for the ones that have the least amount of weaknesses, the strongest, and that's what I usually do. Um, never really go for like the the smart ones, like the methodical ones, the one that yeah have have a big power, but it takes a lot for them to actually get it. You know things like that. But um, yeah, so but it's really great that now we have more characters in the story or in the game as opposed to the first one. So I thought that was a good change. What are your thoughts? No, totally. I agree with you there. Love the characters, love the introductions, the actors that they brought in to play these different roles too. But before we get to that, I had one quick question for you. How did you feel about how they re-entered or the reason behind re-entering the video game? Hmm, with him feeling lonely, seeing how crappy Instagram is because everybody only posts their fun things that are great and his girlfriend's doing all these great things and he's like uh, getting down. So with him going back in, I could see that if it wasn't for the fact that you could literally die... I could see where you'd be like, yeah, it'd be good to be Bravestone again. Yeah, it's just like replaying your favorite video game where you felt empowered or whatever through the game. Absolutely. 
but the little Mac and punch out or something, you know, beating up <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> but the fact that you could literally die, it's like, for me, it's like, no, there's literally no way that I would ever go play that again because it's a game that's actually wants to kill you. Like, that's the goal of the game. It's not like living in real life where you won't actually go be killed. But, um, and but, it but, also takes a team to complete it. He should have known that from the first experience. Alex was in there for. 20 years or something you know he should have known that he could not do it on his own but absolutely i guess he was depressed and not thinking yeah yeah and what was interesting so in storytelling i thought it was okay you know because they would think i'm never going to play that game again just like in the very first majumanji you know alan Parrish and his girlfriend like they're never going to play that game again but how do you bring in the same people and have them do it again I could see that. But now this time it's like it's more forced upon you because the game is broken per se. You know, You're talking you just, about for the next part four. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Part four. The game's basically broken. So you have to have a way for it to come out. So the guy just touches it and then and it changes, yeah. which is rather interesting to maybe uh, Jumanji's realizing, hey, we got to be more wise. Like we got to bring. They got to be proactive. Proactive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's, I, we got to oh, bring them in. But what are your thoughts? Uh, yes, I agree with you there. And you had said earlier, Jumanji's whole goal is to get you to die, to kill you. But I kind of look at it differently. I see Jumanji as the ultimate team-building exercise. Jumanji's role is to bring people together. If you think about the first movie, and even the sec- or the very first movie and the second one, it brought together people who would have never really, other than the brother and sister, like everybody else who was involved, Alan with Sarah and then Kirsten you know, dunced with her brother, they would have never had a friendship, never worked together. And just like this one, Fridge and Spencer and them. So I think that's Jumanji's role, team building. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Better than a ropes course. It absolutely is. And it's that just that added sus- uh, expand, or sorry, suspense that you could literally die. Yeah, and you <laughs> So <laughs> yep. There are some games who, you know how most video games, you have multiple lives, you die, you just come back again at the restart point. There are some games out there where you have one chance to go through it. And if you play for 20 hours and then you die, you've lost all your progress. And so they try to mimic a real life thing. It doesn't really work because you still know it's a game. Um, but uh, there are some, some of those out there. Yeah, like when I, I like playing Call of Duty, and Call of Duty is really fun, but um, sometimes they make it so that you can just, or the majority of the time, it's where you die and you spawn, or you can come back to life within like five seconds or less. Like you're just boom, right back in and start shooting. But they have, they realize that people don't always want that. Like they would like to see it to where it's more, rather than just running and gunning, just running and shooting, running and shooting, running and shooting, die, get up and do it again. It actually makes you wait until the entire game's over like the whole five minutes then you start over and you play with everybody and the, um if you die then you wait again and so it just makes you be much more patient yeah. much more like watching you care for, about your life a little bit more a lot more mm-hmm. yeah because shoot you're gonna have to wait for four minutes yeah and just waiting for and watching other people um do it and you're like man i shouldn't have died that quick exactly. let me figure out how not to die that quick mm-hmm. totally now, totally i loved the bringing in, I both I love both those Dannys. Yes, those Dannys. The Danny squared are fantastic. Danny squared. They, yeah, I love that they brought in the just the thought of new characters, um, new new not just characters in the game but in the story and having them be a part of the story and having them be old. I thoroughly love that, and I love the scene when they first jump in and they're trying to explain to both the both the Dannys. <laughs> we're in a game and like <laughs> are we in florida yeah and i just loved how kevin hart and dwayne johnson how they played him they did a fantastic 
job. It made you really feel like that is Danny Glover in that. Yes, <laughs> that's his characters in there, and then is Dan Aykroyd or um, not Dan Aykroyd, um, uh, Danny DeVito in uh, in Rock, and it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that they were two great additions, and then having those two main actors. Uh, in the Jumanji playing them. Jack Black would have been good, and then uh, Karen Gillan would have been good as well, but it really fit short little Danny Glover, or uh, Danny Glover, uh, short little Danny DeVito, now in The Rock's body, you know, and then kind of a taller, more stately Danny Glover in tiny little goofy mouse's body, you know, Kevin Hart. It, w- it was a perfect way to do that. Am I some sort of muscular boy scout? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ooh, my joints feel like butter. Mm-hmm. I I haven't looked like this in years. They're like... Maybe my eyes are different. No, all of you yep. is different. Yeah. And I just loved the interplay. Like the writing was very, very creative. And it was funny because we were at our dad's Christmas party and he's older, 70 years old. And he has a neighbor that came and um, uh, your in-laws came and they're older. And they were talking about their ailments and like like things that are wrong with them and stuff. I'm like... Am I going to be like that? <laughs> yes, you are. And I Little preview will. for future conversations there. Exactly. And same thing in this. Like, you're getting that, like, old people just talk about their ailments yep. and stuff. Like, like, hey, be sympathetic with me. And we're all in the same. This. But I love the interchange. Like, the writing was so fun, yes. so creative with what Danny would say or um, um, uh, The Rock would say versus what Kevin Hart would say, uh, you know, being that character. Um, and those guys playing in that role thought it was, man... I could just watch those guys over and over again. But on top of that, this, see, I think it was probably hard for both, not hard, but like it was a little bit of a stretch for both Kevin Hart because, you know, Kevin Hart talks fast. He's really lively and all that sort of stuff. He had to really mute it down to be like Danny Glover. And then Dwayne Johnson totally changing from being himself to like the way he would normally be the normal characters like you see Fast and the Furious, but then to be like um, Danny DeVito and... I think Dwayne Johnson is a phenomenal actor. The first time that I saw him and I thought, dude, that guy's a good actor. He had been in like one or two movies. He was, it was many, many years ago. Um, he was, he's been a, a couple movies. They weren't that great, but they were okay. Um, and then he also was doing WWE and, you know, being the wrestler and everything. And so being a wrestler, you have to act like that's part of it, that you're, you're um, um, a stage performer is really what it comes down to. I watched him on Saturday Night Live, and he was playing like um, the Monkey Boy. With I think uh, there was another Monkey Boy that's always the Monkey Boy, but he was like the Monkey Boy's cousin, and he played that part brilliantly. It was like it was I I would say anybody, and hopefully we could find it, we could put it on the show notes so you can watch it. But I was like I thoroughly believed he was the Monkey Boy, and his part was just spot on. And so from that. Every single time I see Dwayne Johnson, he I just realized, man, he is a phenomenal actor. Yep, he is. He has so much charisma on the screen as well. You just your eyes are drawn to him. I mean, it's not just his body, you know, giant buff and everything. Uh, he just he has that whatever it is that it quality that people probably want to be around and you just love watching him in movies. You know, I'll go see any movie with The Rock in it for I sure. Would, even skyscraper. Yep, and the and Rampage, even those. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and there's there's a lot of great actors that just play themselves like you know um you think of um uh, Jeff, uh Goldblum Jeff Goldblum but he's a good actor but it's basically the same character every single time or just about every time but the rock can play different parts like he can change and uh, yeah i just thoroughly thoroughly plays i thought i think it was because if if they did not have both Danny's come in and have this change like that it would have been okay it's just the same characters doing the same thing mm-hmm. but with them changing 
characters in the middle of the the, the game and having the. I, it was just so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. Another aspect that I really enjoyed was the changing scenery. We left the jungle that we were in in the first two movies, uh, and then a little bit of jungle, but then now you have desert stuff, and then Himalayan mountains and things. You know, so they kind of uh, I, I was I was going to say up the ante, but just by with that change in scenery, uh, it just it makes things a little bit more fresh, even though your same characters and same basic storyline. I agree with that, and it makes you feel like okay, they're in the jungle again. It's the same type of thing. Like that that's the way the story's telling you, um, and. And unless you watch here, I would say again, everybody listening, do not watch trailers, especially, especially, especially for the movies that you know you're going to watch. And so I knew we were going to go watch Jumanji because I liked the first one and the second one. We knew we we're going to watch it. I'm so glad I did not because I was blown away. Everything like, oh, they're in different bodies. Oh, Danny DeVito's in there. What's that? Like, like not just that he was the character or sorry, uh, you know, somebody in the movie, but his person got pulled into the game. Like, I did not know any of that. I didn't know that the horse flew. I didn't know. Like, the trailers show all that stuff. Which, they, wait, the trailer showed the horse flying? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh. It wasn't the flying. It was that. It was Bethany. Was, oh, what, yeah. a, what a stupid. Oh, my gosh. I completely agree. And so with all of that, I am so taken uh, taken back. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Like, I didn't expect any of it. That's why I love not watching trailers anymore. Now, if it's a movie, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll watch it just to see, okay, it sucked. I don't want to watch it. Like, we watched Knives Out. I didn't watch any of the previews beforehand. Anyways. I wholeheart. I learned that from you. I was like, "What? You don't watch trailers? That's just weird." But mm-hmm. man, it's so much better. Yep, hundred percent better. You're right. And um, I watched the trailer as well, and I was thankful, at least in the trailer that I saw, I didn't notice any Aquafina as Ming, which which was a cool surprise when suddenly she shows up. Because you know, you're in the story, you're wondering who is Spencer now. I mean, is he going to be Alex's character? Or are we going to see the the pilot seaplane as Spencer? But no, all of a sudden, bam, brand new small Asian person. It's Aquafina, you know, and I thought that was pretty cool. Nice surprise for me there. Definitely, because when they jump in, they're together, but Spencer's already off trying mm-hmm. to finish, you know, do what yep. he's supposed to do. Um, you know what's yeah. interesting? Like, you can avoid trailers to, or don't watch trailers to avoid all spoilers, but as soon as the movie is released, that very next week, if you're on YouTube, every YouTube video will show clips and pictures of Aquafina in the thumbnail, or maybe even a horse or something. So you, I, if you really want to see a movie and not be spoiled, two things. Do not uh, watch the trailer and go see it the first weekend before those YouTube spoilers and Twitter posts come out spoiling that stuff too. Now this Aquafina, it's really, she, her, her name is spelled very awkwardly, but... Was she in that um, Crazy one, Rich Asians? Cra- that was her. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah, I liked her a lot. And the dynamic of her switching bodies—you know, being Spencer and then being—was um, it Danny Glover or sorry, uh, Danny DeVito's character? You know, I, I seeing that, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, she did a really, really good job, and she's very funny. Like in this, you just see her, and you make it makes. You I heard she was really good in Ocean's Eight, so maybe you should go check her out in that. No, that's yeah, yeah. They're gonna make. I heard they're gonna make a Braveheart remake with Lena Dunham as being Braveheart. So that, that reason, let's watch that oh, one geez. too. You know, I love Chris Hemsworth. Any movie, you know, you, I first saw him in the in the in the remake of Star Trek, and then of course Thor and everything. But he was in the all female Ghostbusters. And I'm not going to see that just to see Chris Hemsworth. There's no need. He was in it? Yeah. Even if The Rock was in Ocean's 8, I just said I would see any movie with with The Rock in it. Not Ocean's 8. No, thank you. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
if it's an amazing story that people are giving it like a hundred percent, like literally critics, and maybe I'll watch it just. But when the it's story, stunt but, casting, I stay away from it. Yeah. Wait, wait. Stunt casting. All females oh. in order for the whole female empowerment thing, and yeah. you know, just drawing audience because of that. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, like Ghostbusters, you know, mm-hmm. same thing. It's just like, oh, come on, like tell a good story. Don't yeah. just do it just for the sake mm-hmm. of let's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's one of the things. Like a lot of people always said, or they question, like, "Oh, can a super, can a black superhero movie do any good?" And the answer is always yes. I mean, as long as the story is good, it doesn't matter what the cast is. The story needs to be good. And then when you build a whole story around just having all women Ghostbusters or just have an all women stealing heist movie, that's not good. You're you're doing the movie the wrong way. Come up with a great story and then choose your casting next. Well, I think it's it's. On top of that, don't remake something we already love. Yeah. And like, let's just twist it so we hack. No, come up with something brand new with all females that could possibly, that was probably going to be good. That has a good story. Stop remaking things that we love. So you love this. So go and watch this because you're going to love it. And like, even, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, let's go ahead and remake Ghostbusters again with all brand new male cast. I'm like, you're just rehashing the whole stuff. You know, so it's the same type of thing, but it's just added on where they're like, Let's just change it up to make you, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And speaking of changing up, one thing I liked in this movie that they did was mid-movie, mid-Jumanji, they changed their, they swapped bodies, you know? And that was a pretty fun scene with Fridge and, uh, or, you know, Ruby Roundhouse and Dr. Oberon's character switching like that. And um, Fridge was just, he, of course, he loves that new body, strong, and can fight and everything. And then he's just a dumbass going back and putting himself in that same water that switched him, you know. But yes. I, I like how it led to that final switch at the end in that river outside of the Himalayas. That was a pretty cool scene with Welcome to the Jungle music and everything. You could tell that something was going to happen, like foreshadowing something was going to mm-hmm. happen. I thought they'd eventually go back to there. Hey, let's we got to do this. We got to switch. And they go back to that because that was the spot. I would have, if I were playing the game, thinking... We got to come back here, bring everybody back here and put us into good bodies where we can actually use these really well. Obviously, you got Danny DeVito um, playing or the the rock being Danny DeVito and um, the Braystone and literally killing everybody. Like, stop killing people. Like, you're, dude, you're the yeah. one doing that. And then you have the the person that should be giving you information to keep you from dying talking really yep. slow. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I, it was brilliant. I loved the storytelling. But yeah, I thought they would go back there. Hey, we got to change and boom, boom, boom. But apparently any water has that kind of, you know. Well, yeah, I don't think it's any water. It's just that shimmering water. But I think um, you're right. If they should have gone back. The audience watching it probably would have thought that. But I think that's why they purposely, the very next scene, they all meet like a mile outside of the city. Like that was their rendezvous point to get them away from the water. And then they all boom, die because of switchblade. And then now, oh, we shouldn't go back there to switch bodies because switchblade's there. So I think you're right. That initial idea, they should switch. They, the movie, the, the, the movie director and the writers, they, they saw that ahead of time. And so they answered it by forcing them out of the town. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I like also looking at, um, switching a little bit to the business of the movie. Um, they spent, or the budget estimated was $125 million, which is a good amount. Um, so they made in the opening weekend $60 million in the opening weekend. I mean, basically half of their budget. That's brilliant. And um, that was just USA. And community worldwide gross is $222.7 million. Good. So they made a ton yeah. of money. You put The Rock in there. 
he's going to bring a lot of people. I, I Just that alone. But you have a good story. The number two was good. And so I wanted to watch it. Now, I know... We eventually, like, we were thinking about going to see Star Wars uh, because the new Star Wars is coming out. But I'm like, dude, the stories suck. They're horrible. I don't want to go watch it. But because it's Star Wars, because it'd be good to be able to bag on it on this show. <laughs> like, sure, let's well, go ahead. And I'm it. hoping J.J. Abrams is going to make a movie that we can to bag on. I'm hoping it's the best Star Wars ever. And hopefully that Disney learned that don't do stupid stuff. Like, yes. Don't, we're smarter. Like, don't. Back or like shove down our throat the things that you want us to know. We are smart, you know. Uh, oh, there was a, a quote. I can't remember which movie it was. You might remember um, that a person. Oh, it was is Men in Black one, and you you reminded me of this a long time ago. But a person is smart, but people are stupid. Like a bunch of people, they get all crazy and stupid. But us as uh, along with that, us as moviegoers. We get more wise and more wise as we watch movies, as we see things, um, we get wise to it. And then when they just start trying to shove things down our throats and it being stupid stories, it just was horrible. So I really appreciate good storytelling. Yeah. And Jumanji 1, 2, and 3 absolutely lived up to it. And I'm thoroughly pleased with all three of them. For sure. And I think good storytellers, they basically just respect their audience. They know their audience is smart and they'll pick up on whatever kind of uh, subtle hints that you're giving, but anything that you try to conceal and hide from the audience, no, 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 they spot it. Maybe not everybody, but most people do spot it. Because I think just naturally when something feels hinky, when something feels off to you, then your mind is naturally going to dive into it and think about it more and you're going to come up with the answer. You're going to realize that, oh, they tried to pull one over on our eyes. Screw them. Yeah, like in Star Wars, a lot, or one of the recent ones, where there's gravity in space. Like, <laughs> Dropping dude, bombs. Dude, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. That doesn't work. Come on. <laughs> For uh, sure. Cool. So what is your Monday morning quarterback? Oh, yes. Yeah, so my Monday morning quarterback is... Fridge should not have, I kind of already mentioned it. Fridge shouldn't have tested out his new body. Just, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Let's go on and kick some butt. Let's not, you know, jump across the water that has that resulted or where the change occurred, you know? Yeah, he should have just stayed in his body. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. My Monday morning quarterback goes to the very beginning. Um, uh, Stewart? Well, what's it? What's the uh, Spencer? Spencer. Spencer literally should never have gone back to get the game. Mm-hmm. You know, after the, you know, the last, you know, part two. Don't they destroyed it with that. a bowling ball, right? Yeah, yeah. Leave like leave that temptation gone. Like he went back and got it, mm-hmm. and then eventually put it back together. But I get maybe obviously Jumanji is really you know draws you in and stuff like that. But yeah, keep that temptation as far away as possible. Even though you might think you never do it, mm-hmm. stay away. Yeah, you're right about that. Very good I, point. So that, that brings up an idea. So the, in the Bible. The Bible says flee from temptation. So run away from temptation. He literally ran to it. Yes. Like, let me go get it and bring mm-hmm. it here because, dude, that's just bad. So, yeah, flee from temptation. Well, yeah, it's like an alcoholic having a bottle of wine that he doesn't want to throw away or whatever in the house. No, no, no. If if you need to stop an activity, get as far, like you said, away from it as possible. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite scene in the movie? I, so it was, like I said, the entire movie was very enjoyable. But, man, I don't know why. I am just, I loved the interplay between The Rock and Kevin Hart. And in the jungle, when they first get there and they're all talking back and forth, like, oh, this is a game? Like, I, I think if you have Dan, both Dannys in their, um, you know, Kevin and, and um, uh, The Rock's um, bodies 
all of those scenes are my favorite. Although there are so many great ones. Like it, I think it was really, really enjoyable. But I think it's interplay between the two of them that I could just watch over and over again. Yeah, I think I see what your mind, where your mind goes. You love short, fat dudes. <laughs> so from the prior movie, you loved all of Kim Jong-il's scenes. And in this one, you love the Danny DeVito scenes. Dude, maybe there's something in my chart. There is something in there. <laughs> short, fat dude. Yep, yep. Well, uh, my favorite scene, probably one of your favorites, is the rotating bridge scene with those primates, whatever that kind of baboon monkey thing was. That was, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was. That felt like... So Jumanji is supposed to be a video game. Uh, originally it was a board game, but now it's a video game. That was the one level of the game that really felt like a video game. Like, you don't see how these bridges are floating, what they're connected to up there. And they're rotating for some weird reason, and they're rotating in weird patterns. That's a total video game aspect. Uh, and so I loved it. When you, As you brought that up, it made me remember, when I was watching it for the first time, I thought man, I feel like I'm playing a video game right now. Like, I literally felt like that. It reminded me of other video games. Like, um, uh, uh, what was... Shoot, there was a game. Um, it was Metroid. Like, they were, like it reminded me, for some reason, of Metroid playing, like, back when we were younger. Um, it reminded me of a couple other games, like uh, Mega Man. It just reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, man, that's fun. And the, but that was a fantastic scene. They did a fantastic job in that. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, did you come up with any lessons for this one? Man, I loved the lessons that the old guys got. So the first one, I would say, is what Danny Glover and Danny DeVito, their characters, as they came came back. Um, so Danny, I, I, let me call them not by their um, actor's name. What's the name for Danny Glover? Milo, so, the Milo. character. Yes. So Milo, he is going to his friend, his longtime friend, best friend, that ha- he's had a falling out. He's realizing he's going to die. He has a very, very short time. And so he says, you know what? I'm going to go make amends. And even if he doesn't, I'm just going to be there. I'm going to... Uh, that It shouldn't take that in order for you to go back and try to go try to mend your relationship with somebody. And you shouldn't let circumstances really dictate how your your relationships are because in life things come and go businesses come and go you know just possessions come and go but relationships those are really what's everything that matters and so like if you and i ever got in uh, i don't think we ever would we've never gotten as such um and we're pretty easygoing guys so it's like eh, all right whatever let's move on um but it's like don't let that get in the way of such a fantastic friendship so I loved how you had Danny DeVito's character, go, Milo, go back and try to make amends. But the big lesson is don't let that or don't wait until you have something where you're literally going to die and you've already lost 10 years or so when you should have been there with him. Yeah, totally. And then right when he got to the house, Danny DeVito was giving, I should say Eddie, just like you said, Milo. Eddie was giving him the cold shoulder, shoulder what are you doing here? I don't want to see you, that kind of stuff. But Milo just kind of weathered the storm. And his, his goal was to mend that relationship. And I like how he didn't just give up at the first drop or first whatever uh, hiccup in the you know in rebuilding that. So I think that's a really good lesson. I love that one. And uh, speaking to, it was a funny, I don't know that it's really a lesson, but at one point when Milo was in Mouse's body and then they were in the plane 
And he said, hey, there's a note right there in your hand. And then Milo says, you got to pay attention to what's in your hand. <laughs> I just thought that's a great lesson. It's it's so funny. So many times. Have you ever been holding something in your hand and you're looking around? Where are my car keys? Where are my car keys? And you look around for 30 seconds and then you realize, oh, here they are dangling in my hand already. Has that ever happened to you or your uh, cell phone? Honestly, no. No, <laughs> no it's, it's never, happened to me, I guess. Has it really? So this is a lesson I need to take to heart. I've totally done that. Looking for my pen and it's stuck in my ear. I mean, that's not in my hand, but I mean, it's in my ear, you know, behind my ear, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a good lesson to learn. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Um, Cool. So my second lesson goes, again, goes back to the um, uh, older characters in the movie. So you got Danny DeVito's character, Eddie. He realizes... That you know what? Actually, no. It's it's the the his kids or his his um uh, Spencer and their friends to you know take him there. He realizes I need to go to Nora's. I need to go to the restaurant, my restaurant that I loved, that I had my best friend with forever. And he, it it takes all this for him to eventually go back. And then the first like two seconds, he realizes he could be used. Like you you had 10 15 years of not you know um being there when you could have been there and could have been helping out a long time and you've been living a horrible i don't say horrible life but like an unhappy resentful unhappy. life yeah yeah absolutely resentful when if you had just showed up it would have been like oh hey yo man i love to have you and now he's like yeah and then he gives the smoldering face <laughs> love i it, love, love that <laughs> yes so that's my other lesson is when you are when you, when you have something that's holding you away from something that you love don't let that. Don't let your pride get in the way. Just go out. Go after it. Yeah, love that. Great lesson. Uh, another one that I learned from the older generation in this movie is that the older you get, the more important it is to continually exercise your mind and learn. Because these two, they get stuck in a video game for like five minutes, and it was kind of frustrating in the movie watching it. But the two characters are constantly for five or maybe even ten minutes trying to explain. You are in a game. This is a game. They're not. Like these two, Milo and Eddie, they aren't in any kind of like growth mindset. They're not in a spot where they can learn. They're stuck in their ways. They're honorary. Uh, maybe they haven't tried to learn or do anything new, right? When you're constantly exercising your mind, you stay nimble. You're more able to accept and to learn things when they hit you, right? So if these guys were maybe a little bit younger or they were had just a, a, a lifelong goal of just always learning, they would have accepted that they were in a video game much sooner and they could have got on with it a little bit more quickly. A little more quickly. Yeah, a lot more quickly. It seemed like for 20 minutes, he was like, yeah. we're in a game? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, is this Florida? <laughs> That's <laughs> one thing Denise said, my wife, you know how me, uh, our family, the four of us went to go see it with you and your wife and that was one thing that she found really frustrating constantly explaining to eddie that they're in a game well, yeah but she saw that it's absolutely possible oh yeah like that, that's something you would have to yes, do you would. oh it's so you're right about that because of course at our age we have aunts and uncles and parents and in-laws that are in their 70s and 80s we constantly have to explain stuff to them especially when it comes to computers helping them get on the internet use their email we have to constantly explain stuff over and over. So yeah, oh my goodness. it is it is a frustration that we've experienced ourselves. Okay, so at the Christmas party, um, you weren't there yet, but we're borrowing your rice cooker. And our dad's cooked rice a billion times. He's Japanese, so he's cooked a billion times. I mean, you heard him at the beginning. You you know he's Japanese just by the voice. <laughs> uh, you heard him at the beginning of this episode. And so, um, so he said, hey, Dustin. Come here and cook this rice. I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm right in the middle of doing something for my business. Can you cook it? He's all, I don't know how to use it. I'm like, Dad, you cook it just like you normally would with rice. You put the rice in there. You put water in like you normally would. And there's one button. 
You push the button. <laughs> literally, that's all there is, is one button. I don't know how to do it. I'm like, Dad, there's one. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah. You do it. I'm like, Dad, come on. I'll just wait for Sky. I'm like, Dad, it's not that hard. I was literally going on with him for probably about five minutes. Dad, okay, this is how you do it. And it would have been just easier for me, but I was just so... It was. I was laughing because we just watched Jumanji, and I was like, "This is the same thing." Plus, he had a few beers in him, so that oh, didn't. Oh, there help. you go. Yes, yeah. And so we get it ready. I put it in there. I didn't push the button because I was like, "He's oh, I just let Sky do it." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And I go and leave. And then you come in, and then you you're like, "Dad, it's just you just put it like you normally would. You push the button. He's all ah, yeah, that's too 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 new." It's like, yeah, I was like, "Dad, come he's on. stuck in a fixed mindset, just like Eddie and Milo for sure." Absolutely. Yep, yep. I, I know we'll get there. <laughs> we well, I'm hoping not to. I'm planning to be a lifelong learner, so I agree. But when you get to be seventy, like our dad, um, it's like, eh, why, eh, mm. eh, like why would I eat healthy? I'm already seventy, and I got, yeah. I've already lived. This yeah. long. I got gotcha. you. That's a good point. But um, my next lesson or last lesson goes right along with that. You want to constantly be exercising. You want to constantly be working on your body, just like your brain. If you. I love so Tommy Boy is a fantastic movie there's one line in there that I always remember and it's Tommy Boy's dad and he's talking to the business guys or the the the, um, the bankers and stuff trying to get a loan and he says if you're not growing you're dying there's no third direction I'm like I absolutely agree with that I need to keep getting better because if you're not getting better you're going to de- degrade you might hold the plateau for a little bit but eventually it's going to go down so when it comes to your body, I'm looking at Danny DeVito, how worn out he is. And he's only five years older than our dad. And our dad's 70, so Danny DeVito's like 75. And he looks worn. Now, obviously, it's a movie and stuff. But our dad, he literally walked around an island in Japan, like it's 900 a 900 miles. mile, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, pilgrimage that you walk to see 88 temples. He probably got like 700 miles total. And then he was running out of time and getting tired. So he took a train. But imagine walking 700 miles, like 10, 12 miles a day with a backpack that's like 40 pounds. He did that at 70 years old. And so I'm like, man, I want to be like that. I don't want to be where I'm sitting in a chair all the time watching TV or yeah. I know sometimes ailments and everything, it happens, but as for my best of my ability, my mind and my body, I got to keep working those because if you're not growing, you're dying. Totally, totally. I agree with you 100%. Love that lesson. Uh, my last lesson is the things that you do affect more than just yourself. So you've got to think about your loved ones before you do something drastic. Now, Spencer didn't think about anybody except for his depression, what he was feeling. And his solution was, hey, I want to feel better. Dr. Bravestone was the best I've ever felt in my life. I'm going to jump back in that without, without thinking that it requires a team to win. And what if I die there? What's going to happen to my mom and my grandfather? How are they going to feel? You know, just didn't care about anybody at all. And he took a, he, it was, it literally was a life changing decision that he did to jump back in that game. And he didn't give a hoot about anybody. No, he didn't. You got to care about people. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you think, man, these people actually, well, I think I could understand how he's going down that route. They have their own lives. They're not going to care about me. But at the same time, you know, people do. You know, unless you're literally a hermit, you have nobody that's ever cared about you. But you've gone through the first Jumanji. Like, that's a team-building exercise. You definitely are a team now. So I think it's a great lesson. Sweet. So uh, what is your prop that you would take away? Um, I was trying to think really hard of a good prop because I'm more of a weapons guy. I'd like the weapons and stuff like that. Um, but as I'm going through the entire thing, it, the one thing that stands out is the, uh, the, the, the emerald or the, the jewel that is really, you would see them like, okay, I, I could piece 
that to that. I'm trying to think of anything else that would be cool, but also make it memorable. So because I can't think of any other prop that would be um, as iconic, it would be the jewel. Yeah, I gotcha. If we were watching the very first Jumanji, I would say that board game. Oh, like that's, man. Yes. But that wasn't in this, yeah. you know? I mean, I would take the board game. But for this movie, it's not really memorable, but I just thought it was the coolest thing. Those dune buggies they were driving around the Sahara in the desert with, those things had just the craziest suspension. They were going back and forth, jumping off of dunes, landing, still driving perfectly. I would take one of those because I would kill it in San Luis Obispo in the dunes. Yeah, in that thing. Although, you don't, you're not able to do that anymore. You're not able to. They don't let you drive on no, the dunes. They closed it down. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. It's oh stupid, my huh? God, I know. It's it's horrible. I didn't know that. No. That was one of the funnest trips I ever had with my high school friends back in 1995 or six. The two times or three times we went, loved it. Yeah, environmentalist California said, "Oh no, let's take away your fun." There's probably like a little ant here that we want to protect out of this old time or something like that. So yeah, it's sad. Yeah. But anyways, oh well. So. What? Well, with that thing, I can go there, still do my dune riding, and then leave without them being able to catch me. That thing was so nimble and fast, I could go anywhere, unless they have a helicopter. So what was your grade? No, I give this one a B plus. B plus? Yeah. Yep, definitely. Really enjoyed it. Uh, And maybe I didn't give it an A, or even an A minus, just because it was repeating a lot of the same stuff, but... The fact that it repeated didn't detract from the movie so much, but I often give A's to movies that I could watch just over and over again or that were just blowing my mind with whatever story, characters, special effects and stuff. And this one didn't necessarily blow my mind with anything, and I might be able to watch it once or twice again. But yeah, B+. I would say that yeah, that's a that's a good observation. I think you and I have a... I'm starting to understand the differences between our um, grading scales. So I give this one an A-. minus. That was are, just like last time. What's that? Yeah. The last movie, yeah. I was B+, plus, you were A-. minus. Yeah. Yep. I give... The reason why I give an A because I literally can watch that again. Like, I can, Maybe not right now because we just watched it last week, but maybe in like a couple months, watch part one, part two, and part three. And like, I could literally watch through all of them and be like, man, that was fun. Well, yeah. Do a fun marathon before the fourth one comes out. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. And so because I realized that I would remember, if you remember last episode that we did, I don't watch movies over again. I watch them one time unless I really like them. This one was so entertaining and uh, very, very fun that I would watch it again. And so because of that, it definitely jumps it to a an A. But I would say it's probably like an, huh, I'm, I'm like A to A minus, but... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a solid A. Good. And the reason why is the story was great. Acting was phenomenal. I love the character banter between the the old my like I literally I, I love that. It was, I don't maybe I'm like old at heart or something. Like I'm an old soul because just watching it just made me smile ear to ear. But yeah, so I I'm going to give it a solid A. You know, come to think of it, I'm going to bump mine up to an A minus for all those aspects that you just mentioned. Um uh the character work and just the acting itself. Yes, I agree with you. And the story, like even though it was a rehash, they changed so many and added so many more new elements to it. It was worth watching. So yeah, A minus. But when you say rehash, I'm like they're always going to have it's a it's a sequel, so they can't just literally scrap everything. They have to utilize it some things, but they didn't overplay. It. Like it, they had some elements. You said this earlier in the show, so yeah, I, I'm glad. Okay, so we, I'm at an A. You're at an A minus. I think this is a fun, fun movie. Everybody should watch one, two, and three of Jumanji. Agreed, 100. percent So, anything else about this movie we failed to mention? There is so many great things um, that it, we didn't talk about. Like the horse flying and all that sort of stuff, and it was it was really really entertaining. The one thing that I was thinking about was the 
and bad guy. Um, he was the guy, he was actually um, the actor that was in um, Game of Thrones. Really good actor, but you didn't see much of him. Like, it wasn't that prominent, which is okay because there's so many other parts of the story to tell. I was kind of thinking it would be great to have the actor, the, the bad guy be a little more story-esque, like a part of the story. But there's so much more because if you play a video game, you don't see the bad guy until the very, very end. You see a little bit. So I, I get the the progression of the storytelling yeah that makes a lot of sense and jumanji itself is the antagonist of the movie That's just trying true. to get Good through point. that world yeah so cool beans yeah yeah so uh you had already mentioned it the next movie we're gonna learn from next week is star wars the rise of skywalker are you kind of looking forward to it <laughs> as long as i could stick needles in my mm. eyes that that that's that's probably as as exciting i'm i'm getting yeah but yeah we're gonna go watch it and I'm really hoping that J.J. Abrams like does a 180 on everything. So if J.J. Abrams can't pull it together, I'm literally not watching another. Like I, After the last one, I promised myself I'm never going to watch another one. But we know for this show, people are going to watch it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'd be fine to spend two hours or however long it's going to be so I can bag on it again. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go. Cool, How about cool. you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it'll be good. But like I said last week, I'm going to bring some rum with me just in case I need to pick me up to make me uh, just feel a little bit better about the movie, about my time <laughs> in the theater, you know? Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Cool and means. what's great is we get a, we're, I'm in the same town, so we can go watch it together. That's right. That's right. Looking forward to that. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Of course, now you know how we feel about Jumanji The Next Level. We want to hear your thoughts. So please go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 79, and leave a comment. Alrighty then, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with Star Wars, the J.J. Abrams version.